Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. All right, welcome back to Tweet Trends. Happy Monday. Today's topics are all about pregnancy and placenta. And then, of course, you know, we got a little bit of movie talk to talk about, too. So let's get started. So I don't know if this is news to you or not, but Carrie Underwood is pregnant now. However, she did reveal to CBS that she suffered three miscarriages between 2017 and 2018, which is absolutely just It it tears you apart. And she said that she coped with it by writing songs for her new album, Cry Pretty. So those of you that have experienced or are in the process of going through a miscarriage, I would recommend checking out Cry Pretty because she took the pain and heartache from her miscarriages and put them into those songs. Similar to Beyonce, she had a song, Heartbeat, that was basically about her miscarriage as well. And people like Carrie Underwood and Beyonce have shared their stories and other people People out there have too, but I think there needs to be a bigger discussion, a bigger conversation, because very rarely when you go through that type situation, do you even think about the fact that there's other people that have gone through it? And, you know, they might be able to give you a tip or a tidbit on how you can get through it and not lose yourself completely. Because a lot of times when women have miscarriages, it's because they're trying to have babies and therefore they put all of their effort into trying to have a baby. And I think that just makes it worse. It just gets harder. (laughs) And um, so, you know, big ups to Carrie Underwood for uh, disclosing this information is very personal and understandably painful. And but she uses that pain and turns it into something that we can all enjoy, which would be a few of the cuts from her new album, Cry Pretty. So I said all of that about Carrie Underwood to say this. When you go through a traumatic experience like a loss through miscarriage, then once you get pregnant like she is now, you do everything under the sun to make sure that that is a perfect pregnancy. So now I'm going to go to another celebrity, Christy Teigen. Now, she's not the only one. There's others as well as just regular everyday people that do this, too. But Christy Teigen ate her placenta because she did not want to suffer from postpartum depression like she did after her first pregnancy. And, you know, when you are you're desperate for a solution because you don't want the other thing to happen again, you'll do this sort of thing. Now, I did look it up and there's no definitive research that shows that eating the placenta actually prevents postpartum depression. However, doctors do say that they think that it's more of a placebo effect where because you're told that it's going to help, it's going to prevent it, then your brain gets it and then your brain tells your body and your body says, okay, not going to happen then. Simple as that. So... For that, hey, way cool. But I did see a study that said that air pollution was found in some mother's placenta in London. So now that kind of puts a little question mark there. Like, so should you eat your placenta? Because now that you're going to eat it. And then if you're breastfeeding, you're going to feed all that back to your kid because that's what happens. Anything that you take in, the child gets it first and then you get it second. So... Now, and along with that, I did also see another report where it was some type of bacteria infection type thing that the baby got. And 
it took the doctors a while to even think to look in the placenta that the lady had dried and put into capsules. But that is where the bacteria came from. So there are pros and cons. You could have the placebo effect that makes your body say, hey, or it could actually be tainted with some type of bacteria and then you pass it on to your child. So I'm not pro placenta eating. I'm not anti placenta eating. I just want to put the facts out there. Now in theaters, an absolute must see. That actually does look pretty good. The first movie up is The House with a Clock in Its Walls. It's about a little boy named Lewis. He becomes an orphan, and then he has to go live with his Uncle Jonathan in Michigan. Now, his Uncle Jonathan is a warlock, and he soon finds that out. And then he also finds out that there are good ones and bad ones. A bad one named Isaac had created this clock because he wanted to bring about the apocalypse. In doing so, he ended up dying before he actually finished the clock. Well, this clock happens to be in the walls of Uncle Jonathan's house. So Lewis and Uncle Jonathan have to try to find this clock. And that's what this movie is mainly about. So the house with the clock in its walls is rated PG. I think it's kind of spooky in a sense because of the magic. But for the most part, I think this is a good one to take your kids to. The next movie up is titled Assassination Nation. Now it is a limited review, so you will have to check to see if it's gonna be playing in your area, but it looks like it's gonna be pretty good. So it's kind of like a Mean Girls meets The Purge. I know that sounds crazy, but that's kind of like what it all boils down to. So they, they pretend, I don't know, pretend is the right word. They are making out to be as if it were a true story, but it's not. And it's about this small town of Salem, Massachusetts, where it's just a major breakdown of the entire town. And I believe that it's going to bring up some debates about Internet transparency, morality in the digital age, toxic male egos, gun culture, and definitely teenage online delinquency. So once again, it's Assassination Nation and it is rated R. Last but not least is a movie for all those sisters with the hard to wear hair. If you ever felt like Nappy was crappy, then you need to check out Napoli Ever After. Now this one's coming out on Netflix, so there's no reason why you can't see it. But so it's about a woman, her name is Violet Jones, and she seems to have the perfect life. Her boyfriend is great, her job is great, and her hair is always hooked. It's always on fleek, okay? But then she has this event that happens and everything starts to just go drastically wrong. And so to me, this is one of these movies where if you have hair that you have had to handle literally (laughs) throughout your life you're going to want to see this and if you are a type that you want to know you don't understand that kind of life because your hair just does what it does and it always looks great you need to check this out too just so you can understand the struggle for those of us who don't have that kind of hair got it so once again the name of the movie is called napoli ever after it's going to be on netflix this coming friday check it out Thanks for joining me for another episode of Tweet Trends. Do me a favor, though. Head on over to Twitter and follow me at HeyYvette. That's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E. Or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. Before I go, just want to let you know that today is Constitution Day. So rather than telling you to go out and find a James Madison impersonator to celebrate with, because that might be a little difficult, I recommend this. Go back to the basics. Check out the Constitution yourself. 
find some time today to set aside and read it. Figure out what it was and how it was that they expected and meant for the government to work and how it applies to today's situation in society. It's very important to be educated when it comes to things like this. And it's mandatory for you to be an informed citizen. All right. So check out the Constitution and I'll check you out tomorrow. Bye.